Welcome to our Sunday Sermon Podcast with City Harvest AG Church. Wherever you are in life, we believe that God has a plan and a purpose for you. Here at City Harvest, we believe in the undiluted Word of God and the teachings here will enhance your understanding of the Scripture and will help you grow and mature as a Christian. So we hope and pray that you will be blessed by this sermon. Today's sermon is brought to us by Pastor Shine Thomas. Well, what a joy it is to celebrate the goodness of the advent of our Lord into our world. It reminds us of God's faithfulness upon us year after year. Maybe for some of you, you are going through a good time in your life. But for most people of this world, people are going through sufferings, pain, and they are battling loss in their lives. No matter what situation you're going through in your life today, Christmas brings renewed hope and peace and help in the situations and uh, conditions of our day-to-day life. Well, I want to bring to you a message entitled Hope. When I was just thinking about this Christmas, when people have lost jobs, people have lost loved ones, people have been uh, quarantined at homes and lockdowns and the fear of the pandemic spreading. This is the theme that came to our hearts, that the world needs to know that there is hope in Jesus Christ. That's why I've titled today's message, Hope, the hope that came to man on the first Christmas. We know from the biblical narratives that Mary was found to be pregnant by the Holy Spirit and Mary and Joseph were engaged. God dealt separately with Joseph and Mary with this divine conception and God asked Joseph to take Mary home as his wife. Soon after the marriage ceremony and Joseph taking Mary home to be his wife, Caesar Augustus ordered a decree that everybody who has to go back to their ancestral hometown for the great world census in the Roman Empire. So Joseph and Mary had to go to Joseph's ancestral hometown in Bethlehem. They went and stayed in the house of Joseph's ancestors. And time came for the baby to be born. She had labor pain and normal delivery. Hey, good news. Jesus is born. Where was Jesus born? We have seen the Christmas uh, stories and Christmas play that they go and knock in different rooms and different inn and hotels and there is no place for Jesus to be born. And finally, they find a manger or a cow shed or a cattle shed. And in that filth we see in our Christmas stories that Mary gave birth to Jesus. That's not a true story. That is good for storybooks. But that's not the real narrative in the Bible. If you go to your native, where would you go and stay? Would you stay in a hotel or would you stay in your grandfather's house? And remember, Bethlehem was a small town and a small village. And there are no hotels, no uh, restaurants in that place. You just had to go and stay in somebody's house. So by all probability... Joseph and Mary were staying in their ancestors' home 
an ancient home in Bethlehem. But the rooms of that home was occupied by the uncles and aunts and the important people in their family. Because you know that when you go and meet for a family get-together somewhere in your native, you know, the important people get the big rooms. And sometimes young people have to stay together in the hall and share the space. So when it was time for Mary to give birth, the rooms were occupied by uh, the who's a who of that family, the important people of that family. So she's in labor pain. And I think uh, in my understanding of the scripture that they would have covered Mary somewhere in the hall of the ancestral home and with all dignity to be given to a woman and with all care for childbirth, they would have been midwives somewhere staying uh, nearby. Jesus had a very decent birth into this world, but in a very humble way. We do not have to tell that Jesus was born in a cattle shed to show the humility of Jesus. That is a man-made story. But in fact, Jesus was born with all dignity in the ancestral home of Mary. And then the Bible says, they wrapped the baby with clothes and laid him in a manger. Now, what is a manger? You go home and look at your English dictionary. Manger is not a cattle shed. Manger is a feeding trough, a feeding instrument. It looks like a cradle, but in which grass or hay is put for the cattle to feed. And probably there was a fresh manger uh, that was made and kept or something, not a dirty manger. So they took that manger and wrapped Jesus in clothes and laid him in the manger. And why is it so specific that Jesus was laid in the manger? Because this was a sign to the shepherds. Because the angels told the shepherds that the baby will be wrapped with clothes and laid in a manger on the day of his birth. So this became a sign for the shepherds when they come nearby. So Jesus was born in this world some 2000 years ago. In Bethlehem, in a real place, in a real time, to real parents. But J Joseph was not the father of Jesus. Jesus was conceived by the Holy Spirit. Here is a supernatural birth. God in the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. Jesus who is a pre-existent God. He was there with God in the creation. He was there with God even before the creation of this world. But he found a mean to get into the world that was the borrowed womb of Mary as born and born into a human family the family of Joseph and Mary the pre-existent God God who is and who was and who is to come took the humble form of a small helpless baby babies are helpless they cry for everything they need the diapers to be changed. Can you imagine our God taking the form of a helpless baby just to identify with you and I as human beings? That is Christmas. Great joy and rejoicing for the world because here we have God in flesh. And on the day Jesus was born, heaven could not keep silent Heaven sent an angel to the shepherds watching their flock by the night. 
there nearby in the hills near bethlehem and jerusalem there were shepherds who were so tired they had to take care of the sheep all through the day and night they would bring the sheep to the pen and they were in danger of wild animals coming and devouring the sheep and thieves coming and stealing the flock so the shepherds after a heavy day's labor would take turns to watch over the sheep at night and there were a group of shepherds watching over the sheep beating and overcoming the sleep and the tiredness of the body and suddenly they were terrified in the darkness of the night comes a radiant light a light of a heavenly being comes and appears before the shepherds and they were terrified Yes there are reasons to be terrified because when man comes in contact with the heavenly beings with an agent sent by god there is reason to be terrified but don't be afraid i bring good news of great joy come with me to luke chapter 2 verse 10 to 12 but the angel said to them do not be afraid I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. So Jesus birth causes great joy for all people groups not only the Jews but Gentiles together. It is a reason for rejoicing and hope because son of God has been born in Jesus Christ. In verse 11, today in the town of David a savior has been born to you. he is the messiah the lord this will be a sign to you you will find a baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger so this is the sign the child lying in a manger is just a sign to the shepherds as they come and see the messiah are born on the day of the first christmas but this angel was overpowered by a heavenly army or heavenly host of angels come with me to luke chapter 2 verse 13 and 14 suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel praising god and saying glory to god in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests I do not know how many angels appeared over there but when the son of god left his heavenly home and came into this world the heavens angels could not keep quiet and they came from one horizon to the next horizon all from heaven all through the earth and in the galaxies of the world the angels went around singing glory to god the highest heaven could not keep quiet at the birth of jesus christ how many angels were there in hebrews chapter 1 verse 6 it says when god brings his firstborn into the world he says let all god's angels worship him every angel bow down every angel sang give glory to the god of heaven and earth and worship the savior and today we as human beings have gathered over here around the world to celebrate the first christmas that the son of god has been born in this world to redeem man from his sins can somebody shout a hallelujah hallelujah 
how many angels were there revelation gives a count of angels but really we cannot count the number over here come to revelation chapter 5 verse 11 then i looked and heard the voice of many angels numbering thousands upon thousands and 10000 times 10000 it is a vision of john and john is telling angels cannot be counted is thousands upon thousands and 10000 into 10000 you cannot multiply that so in an essence the whole of heaven the whole of earth the whole of sky and the galaxies were filled with the angels of god worshiping god because god has taken the form of flesh to identify with man and to redeem man from the condition where he has been and they said in luke chapter 2 verse 13 glory to god in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests further when we read we can understand that after the heavenly choir sang the the shepherds by the way if we conduct a concert we want maximum capacity right we want to publicize and we try to bring the maximum people yes we should do that to sing about the glory of god but when god decided to throw a concert for the birth of his son who were the audience just some low shepherds of no value and for them the heaven sang and told today good news has come there is joy do not be afraid a savior has been born to you so what is the message of christmas from the narratives of luke chapter 2 simple message from what the angels spoke to the shepherds i want to derive four takeaways for our christmas message and these are going to be very simple but very profound takeaways number 1 you are important to god you are important to god remember the first announcement of jesus birth came to shepherds and shepherds were not respected in the society they were people uh, who were always staying out of the house they hardly come home because even in the night they had to take care of the sheep and they were almost like people who would stay outside the society nobody respected them they were never in the village uh, judgment team or in the elite of the community but when god chose to send his son he did not send the message of the birth of jesus into the palace of king herod he did not send the message to the pharisees and the sadducees and the elite the priests of the jewish system he sent it to some lowly shepherds who were watching who were neglected and who were not cared upon by the society and that tells me that christmas the coming of jesus means every person irrespective of your caste irrespective of your religion irrespective of your monetary status or financial status or your family status we are all important to god i do not know what is your condition today maybe you have not been respected because you do not have a very prestigious job maybe you cannot afford a own house like other family members of your family can afford and in the society you are looked down there is nobody to wish for you a merry christmas there is nobody to console for you there is nobody to wipe away your tears and understand you my jesus identifies with you and he says today morning that you are important for jesus 
And all through the Bible, we find this concept. Remember, Joseph in the Old Testament, he was rejected by his own family. He was away from his father, sold as a slave to Egypt, a man who is a slave, and then a man who is condemned as a rapist and uh, tried to put in the prison by Pharaoh's officials. But when God started lifting Joseph up, God put him in front of Pharaoh and made him the prime minister of Egypt. In other words, God specializes in finding people who are not important. And when they give the lives over, to the hands of the Savior. God specializes in lifting them up because he lifts up the lowly. He lifts up the humble and he gives his grace upon them. And today, if the society has made you low, if your family has made you a, a low person, not giving you respect, I want to tell you, you have come to the right place. My God lifts you up because you are important in the sight of God. Look at David the shepherd boy. The elder brothers are enrolled in the army. But David's job is away from the elite. He is in the wilderness taking care of the sheep. Stinking. Sheep stinks. And the shepherds stink. Of no value to anybody. But he surrendered his life to God. He worshipped God. And God came searching him and God said, David, you are important. You are the person who is going to be the next king over my kingdom, Israel. My dear child of God, do you feel that there is nobody for you? Nobody who understands you? You are struggling all alone. This COVID-19 situation, many of your salaries were cut down. Many of you lost your jobs. Businesses were affected. And now you feel that there is no hope for you. If you surrender and rededicate your lives to God today morning, I want to tell you that greater things are ahead of us. What no eye has seen, no ear has heard, God has prepared for those who love him can I hear an amen church can we give a clap off into God this morning because God considers us important in his sight moving forward peace on earth the message of Christmas through the angels is that there is peace on earth glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests now if the message of Christmas is peace. People who celebrate Christmas must receive this peace. How is God glorified? God is glorified when human beings worship God as the Savior, as the Lord. And today morning, we have come here to worship Him. And when we worship, God is glorified in the highest heavens. Remember, the angels worship Jesus. And now we are called to worship Jesus. And when we worship Jesus, God is glorified in the highest heavens. And when God is glorified, he sends down his peace into our lives, into the worshipers who worship him in spirit and in truth. And today morning, as we have come over here, as we worship God and worship the creator, God is filling us with his peace. And that peace has to be established by an initial repentance and surrenderance to God. 
if you are here for the very first time and uh, you have never been to a christmas service and you do not know what this christmas is all about let me tell you christmas is not about the cake christmas is not about the decorations christmas is not about the new dress christmas is not about the biryanis christmas is not about shopping christmas is one and only about the lord jesus christ coming into this world to redeem us from our sins and that's why we celebrate christmas amen so what do we do a savior has been born to you the world does not need a king the jewish people were expecting a king a messiah yes that is the expectation of the old testament but when god saw the world does not need a king the world needs a savior a savior who will forgive people from their sins because mankind is flooded in sin the intentions of our heart the thoughts of our mind the very way in which the world functions is all wicked and sinful and to redeem us from our sin god sent his sinless son into this world so that we can be redeemed and made sinless by his death on the cross of calvary and that's why it's called peace with god we who were alienated from god we who were separated by god because of the disobedience of man we have been brought together in peace with god when we believe in jesus christ Yes it's a very fact that Christ came and he died on the cross but you and I cannot receive this peace until and unless we receive this prince of peace into our lives and if you are listening to me for the very first time let me tell you today should be the day where Christ establishes his rule and his peace in your life receive Jesus as the lord of your life we can find in Romans chapter 5 verse 1 we have peace with God through our lord jesus christ there is only one way for peace with god and that is through the lord jesus christ that is a real fact romans chapter 3 verse 23 for all have sinned and come short of the glory of god the sin is bad news by our human nature we are sinful and jesus is the good news romans 6:23 for the wages of sin is death but the gift of god is eternal life through jesus christ our lord so how do we receive this gift how do we receive peace of christ into our lives acts chapter 16 verse 31 believe in the lord jesus and you will be saved you just believe in your heart that jesus you came into this world to give me peace to make me important in your presence you find me valuable and now i'll surrender and i believe that you are the true lord and that moment by your prayer you receive peace with god romans chapter 10 verse 9 if you declare with your mouth jesus is lord god wants us to declare that jesus is lord somebody say jesus is lord jesus is lord can we start again come on everybody jesus is lord once again jesus is lord amen if you declare with your mouth jesus is lord and believe in your heart that god raised him from the dead you will be saved you will have peace with god romans chapter 10 verse 13 for whosoever shall call upon the name of the lord shall be saved so the meaning of christmas is that mankind you are important to god 
And secondly, God wants to give us his peace and forgive us from our sins. Peace with God. And this peace with God will give peace within ourselves. Do you know that we pile up so many sins on a regular basis in the presence of God and we lose our peace. We lose our peace. Anybody does anything wrong in God's sight is restless. He becomes like a wanderer. Lord, how have I committed this against you? How could I do this with my body? How could I do which is against you and temptation has overtaken me? Today you will find forgiveness as you surrender your life in the presence of God. And then I want to tell you, there are some people who cannot forgive themselves. Forgive themselves from the wrongs they have done, from the relationships that has happened, from the hurts that has happened in the life, and from the wrong choices. They say that you did a wrong thing. And there are people who have come across who condemn themselves. But Christmas is a reassurance that you can have peace within yourself because God forgives you. God can give you a fresh chapter in life. God is a God who is willing to give you a second chance. My brothers and sisters, boys and girls, parents and mothers, let me tell you, if you feel that your life is over, you cannot forgive yourselves. Today morning, my God is telling you that he is a God of second chance. You would have failed in your life, but today, start life fresh because he makes everything new in his time. Amen? Peter failed in his life. Can you imagine? He denied Jesus. Three times he denied Jesus. But God forgave him and reinstated him and used him for his glorious ministry. And today, this Christmas, maybe some of you are backsliding. Some of you shone like shining stars. And today, you are not in the ministry. You are not serving God. God is calling you back. And God is giving peace among yourself to continue the good work in the presence of God. And thirdly, the peace that God gives is peace with other people. In this world, uh, there is always a conflict with people, isn't it? Conflict in the workplace, conflict among husband and wife, conflict between parents and children, conflict among relatives. Today, if you have come here without peace in your home, without peace in your relationship, as you surrender and dedicate your life before God, God will establish his peace among your family members. God will bring back what it has been taken away by the enemy. God is able to bring you that peace that passeth all understanding provided you surrender your life before this king, savior, born 2,000 years ago for our sins. Is there somebody to say an amen, church? Amen. You are important to God. Secondly, Christmas is peace of God upon the earth. Thirdly, Christmas means help in the present. Help in the present. For those shepherds who are watching the flock by the night, it was hopeless because they were waiting for the Messiah and the Messiah had not come. But now when they know that Jesus has come and they went and saw him, it is Emmanuel, God with us. Remember what the angel spoke to Joseph. 
he will be called emmanuel which means god with us every time we celebrate christmas it reminds us that we are not alone in this world we have god in every situations of our life are you broken are you in tears have your loved one gone to be with the lord during this pandemic i want to reassure you in the presence of god that god is with you and he will see you through your days in this world and all through eternity we have lost a lot of members in this year because of this pandemic covid-19 most of you have lost many loved ones and friends and you may be feeling what is there for me who is there to care for me my wife my husband my child or my uncle has gone to be with the lord but this is a reassurance from the presence of god that he is your ever present help in the need of your trouble in matthew chapter 1 verse 23 we will call him emmanuel which means god with us psalm 46 verse 1 god is our refuge and strength and ever present help in trouble are you troubled this morning are you broken this morning god is willing to help you god is willing to work with you and guide you to a glorious future matthew chapter 11 and his verse 28 come to me all who are weary and burdened i will give you rest this year we never had rest i'm talking about mental rest lockdown time we had a lot of rest right but i'm talking about mental rest always fear about the pandemic what will happen to my job what will happen to my loans what will happen to my business and we were so restless this year and christmas is a reminder that god will give you rest for your souls cast your cares on him and he will sustain you first john chapter 2 verse 1 my dear children i write this letter to you so that you will not sin but if anyone does sin we have a helper in the presence of the father jesus christ the one who does what is right are you tempted my dear child of god in areas where you are not to do certain things you are committing sins in your life habitual sins adultery and things of default god is telling you are called not to sin but if you are into sin jesus christ is the helper in the presence of the father he is an ever present help in the time of need he can help us in our trouble he can help us in our sickness he can help us in our loneliness and jesus specializes to help us even in the struggles of sin that we have in our day to day life amen god is an ever present help not only to the shepherds but look at the wise men who guided the wise men lord guided the wise men they saw the star and the star guided them and helped them and when they seen the baby or the toddler jesus christ again they were warned in a dream in a to go to a different route to take any decisions in life any directions in life my god is willing to help you not only help to the poor shepherds but even to the elite wise men irrespective of your status god is willing to help you can i hear an amen church amen and fourthly Christ in us is a hope of glory we have a hope for the future we have a hope for the future christmas is just not one day i say that you should celebrate christmas every day of your life 
Because every day Christ is born. Every day morning you wake up, you have Christ in you. And you renew your fellowship, you renew your friendship in a fresh way in the presence of God. And that Christmas, that Christ in you is not only a Christ for your earthly physical needs, but also for your eternity, spiritual needs. Even if you die all through eternity, Jesus Christ is enough for us. Can I hear an amen, church? Amen. I told you that many of our loved ones have died. Some of you, the family members are sitting over here. Some of them came to our Tamil service. You have come here with brokenness. But Christ and Christmas is a hope for the future. The Bible says, first time he came as a humble baby, born and lived and died and he rose again on the third day, ascended to God the Father. But Jesus is coming back again. In glory, as a king, not only as a king of kings and the Lord of lords, and the grave shall give up their dead, and the dead in Christ shall rise from the graves. Every person that we have put to grave this year, every death that has happened in the family, if they are in Christ, they are going to be resurrected at the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we who are alive, we will be transformed in the twinkling of an eye. What kind of body? We will know it is the same body, but it is a glorified body. The body that Jesus had post his resurrection and forever, all through eternity, thousands and millions and millions of years, we will reign with Jesus forever and ever. There is no more pain. No more shame, no more sickness, no more COVID, no more financial burdens. Everything that concerns us will be lifted up and there is hope for a great eternity with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And that's the message of Christmas. God has come into this world to identify with you and I. Because he finds mankind important. He finds every boy and girl, man and woman important in his sight. And when they call upon Jesus, he gives them his peace. And once God gives us his peace, he is with us. He is not a distant God. He is with us every day to help us in our day-to-day -day struggles. And he's also with us all through eternity, hope for the future. And may God richly bless you with this amazing promises of Christmas from the scripture. You are important to God. You have been given peace with God, peace among yourselves and among, in your family, among others. And you have help for the present everyday need of your life. And you have a glorious hope for the future.